Welcome to the Bear House Podcast, a space for the woman who is health conscious, spiritually woke, and growth focused. I will be talking all things fitness, plant-based eating, spirituality, and self-growth. This is your host, Samantha Burgos, and I am a coach and healer, and I teach women how to integrate wellness into their day-to-day. If you want more for yourself and are ready to start prioritizing your well-being, you're at the right place. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Samantha. And today's episode, I got to sit with Dr. Caroline Addington. Not only is she legit the coolest, but uh, she's a former engineer and neuroscientist turned business mystic. She's obsessed with thinking differently about money, consumerism, community, and creativity, all in the modern age. Um, But she specializes in helping entrepreneurs reimagine their relationship with money and step into their sacred money work. Honestly, I'm so excited about this episode because we really got to touch different topics uh, around money and abundance and how, you know, society influences that, how our upbringing influences that, just different aspects that really influence how we view that bond with money. You know, I know that the Bear House podcast is very focused on wellness, but I always say that there is no, you really can't be well and have a holistic, good sense of your well-being without having money you know and not having a healthy relationship with money so um i'm really excited to have her on this episode i'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode and she will also be a guest speaker at reality shift so i'm stoked reality shift is starting on march 31st she will be talking in the second week which is about relationships of course she'll be talking about money and how um that bond and kind of helping us analyze where we're at currently with money and how we can improve that um to obviously improve our well-being so i'm really stoked hope you guys enjoy this episode and let me know dm me follow caroline i'll have contact information in the show notes make sure to check out her podcast co-create i'll have the link for that below she also sent a bunch of cool links for her program that's currently happening and also um, her free training that she also has on money so check that out and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, I'm here with Dr. Caroline Addington. How are you, Caroline? I'm fabulous. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm really excited to have you on because, um, you know, since I teach more about wellness and well-being, um, one thing that I talked about a lot is how important money and abundance is to that whole thing, to our well-being in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kind of tell us a little about that and what you do and you know, who you are. Yeah. I mean, whew, I, well, I'm glad we have a whole podcast episode to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole because it is so interconnected and so interrelated. And I think it's something like, you know, not just financial health, because I think that when we think about financial health, it can bring in all these images of like financial advisors and tax accountants and like, you know, this very rigid kind of like old school idea of like being in right relation with money. Right. Right. Um, But really it's, the way that I see it, the way that I view it and the way that I teach it is about being in right relation with money, just like we would with any other like being in our life, like any Mm -hmm. other human relationship, like seeing it as, as having this like really inter, um, interactive and multidimensional thing going on, which we can totally get into. Um, but how I end up here, 
I don't know how into human design you are and how into human design your people are. No, no, lash it all out, honey. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a manifesting generator and I have like embraced the pivot vibes in my life. (laughs) (laughs) My, uh, the doctor part, my first like career in adulting, I guess, was as a scientist. So my background, yeah, my PhD was in biomedical engineering and I was working in in neuroscience when I decided to leave that space because it was just like, yeah, it was draining my life. That's adulting. That's real adulting. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was real adulting. But like at the expense of like, talk about at the expense of well-being. I mean, I was like a little stress ball. Ironically, I was studying stress and depression. <laughs> I, meanwhile, I was like, wait, the fuck? Like I'm like shriveling over here. Um, but yeah, left that space, but have been super grateful because the ability to like go down, you know, the rabbit holes of neuroscience and psychology and like mm. read papers and understand shit has been super helpful in making sense of everything since. Um, mm. So after that, I built up a successful marketing and personal branding company, but I was like, and so I was making the money, right? right. And like was living a reality that from the outside looking in would someone might point and be like, that's abundance. But I was not in right relationship with money at the fuck all. And, Mm. um, still had a lot to do within myself to really feel like, feel the energy of abundance, which is like a totally different thing than just like, you know, the material, um, appearance of abundance. So that's how I landed where I am now, where I was like, wait, 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 wait. There's like way more to this than I've been giving myself credit for. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, I love, and I love that you said like those two things you said. One was that um, people would view from the outside where you were at in life as abundant, right? And yeah. that, that is so separate from having the feeling of it and, and having a healthy relationship with it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, get into that. So how would you kind of clarify um how did how how can I know if I have a healthy relationship with abundance and money oh that's such a good question yeah (laughs) and this like dives into the heart of what we were talking about like before we hit record around consumerism being a part of how we relate to money and it's something that's so just to like pause and shine and like name consumerism and, and shine a light on what I mean when I say that because it's so like seeped into our culture that oftentimes we don't even notice it just like all these other big funky oppressive systems like when we're in them we don't see them you know so consumerism yeah consumerism is the same way where all of the marketing that we kind of swim in and the media and social media everything that we swim in kind of has this foundational narrative going on that's like if you feel any discomfort then the answer is to immediately fix it with something in the material world you know, instead mm-hmm. of actually, yeah, right. And I mean, even even people who are really well-intentioned, but like work with, you know, when I was teaching marketing and personal branding, I was like, you guys can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, I was teaching what works, but what works is basically like bring up someone's discomfort and then immediately contrast that with their pleasure and with what they are looking to create in their lives. Like the, you know, describe the experience of abundance. And then here by now, this is the way that you can solve that problem. And that creates this internal expectation for all of us, whether we, 
you know, unless we've done the work to kind of like name it within ourselves, it creates this internal expectation that, oh, when I have discomfort, I immediately need to seek out pleasure and contrast that with pleasure and do something about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, instead of actually just sit with it and be with it and let it move through my, my system. I love that, you know, cause it's, I, I, yeah, legit. Yeah. It, it makes it seem almost as if, um, when you're not happy, you're missing something and it's material. It's not right. even legit. Like you are maybe, you know, need a shift of perspective or a limiting belief or some bullshit. It's like, no, once you get this, this car, you'll be happy. Or once, you know, and, um, it's so true. And it's such a vicious cycle. Yeah. Like it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. Fucking crazy. Cause it's so true. Okay. So, um, obviously well, you're saying that, oh, sorry. The yeah. one thing that you said that I, if, you, if we can zoom in on it for a second, oh, course, um, yeah. is like, you know, this idea of needing to go and shift a limiting belief or shift perspective or something that same, like consumerism energy can actually show up in our spiritual practice where it's like, Oh my God, I'm feeling discomfort. I need to go to my journal. I need to find the limiting belief. I need to shift it. But why, why are we doing those things? Are we doing those things so that we can get out of that discomfort, you know? And it's actually Mm. that same energy that's alive when really, yeah, I know it's so sneaky when really (laughs) feeling discomfort, then it's just like, Oh fuck. I feel discomfort <laughs> yeah. and like, maybe it's in my belly and like, that's okay. Right. You know? Right. I, I don't honestly, you're really right. Cause I, um, I'm not sure as you can know, like that type of energy totally exists in like the spiritual healing world. And like, even like in the fitness and every kind of, uh, I don't know, theme or genre or area of life, there is that kind of like compulsive almost like behavior um yeah shit so like how do you think we got there (laughs) (laughs) i got theories (laughs) well i actually recorded a whole podcast episode about this and i can i'll drop you the link um yes over on on my podcast about like just and this is just from my observation you know with my kind of blended understanding of like what happens in the brain as we interact with the world and what marketing how marketing has evolved you know these like chapters of my life kind of coming together, marketing really saw a dramatic change in like the fifties, sixties with the advent of what's, I won't get all the way down the rabbit hole, but the advent of what's called direct response, (laughs) uh, copywriting. So this Mm. is instead of like big brand advertising, if you think of like Coca-Cola billboards where it's just like, enjoy a Coke, but like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, it switched into this format, this direct response format, which is the sole purpose of it is to encourage people to immediately take an action. And that format follows a rough framework of like, like I was saying, bring up the pain, bring up the pleasure, give someone an action to take so that they can have the perception of alleviating that pain. And that really didn't come on board until like the fifties or the sixties. And then once the internet became a thing, like now that's pouring rocket fuel on it because now we really can, like, you don't have to wait until the next time you go to the convenience store to buy a razor you can just click buy now and it takes you to amazon you can literally buy it right now so this like it's been like a slow growing momentum but then you know with each new like advancement in our communications if you want to call it advancement it kind of like you know exponentially increased the way that we experience all this stuff so that it became just more and more and more More common right and over Yeah. And it, and like, from a brain perspective that then 
trains our, um, which is a whole other rabbit hole of how we experience emotions. A great book for this, if someone really wants to go down the rabbit hole and is like a freak for like nerdy jargon shit is called How Emotions Are Made. Ooh, I'm going um, Sounds good. Yeah, it's dense. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like signing up, signing up to audit like a psychology course oh, here, fuck. but it's really but those good. Are good ones though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like- <laughs> really good, really good. Um, but you know, the, the TLDR of that is like, we are constantly creating an, a database of information on how we interpret our physiological experience as mm. emotion. So every time that we experience like pain, pleasure, buy, that gets, you know, that, that feeds into our database on how we're supposed to manage and navigate emotions and make decisions about our emotional state. So over the course of, you know, decades, we've kind of accidentally, I think, trained ourselves <laughs> as humans yeah. to expect this like sequential, I feel pain and then I immediately feel pleasure. And I always have something that I can do about it. You know, I I can't help but to think of social media when just talking about this, because legit, like, yeah, just like the process of like going on social to just receive pleasure to get that you know whatever fix and now you can shop away on social media yep. yeah <laughs> that's fucking nuts holy yeah. shit yeah yeah i can totally see that okay so dang girl all right so how how can we i guess what are signs to know that like we're really off you know like like, like how, how do i know that i'm stuck in the loop yeah 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 so it's not hopeless i know we just painted like <laughs> that. it can feel like fuck it's it's everywhere. Oh my God, what do I do? So um, (laughs) you're not like stranded out at sea. Uh, (laughs) It's so simple. Like this, the solution is as simple as like not turning away from those uncomfortable experiences, like Mm. simple, but not necessarily easy. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's simple, but it's really about like, just not even needing to get rid of the discomfort, letting it be an okay thing when we feel any kind of discomfort throughout our day, which as humans, and I mean, especially right now with the world (laughs) doing what it's doing, it's like, we have plenty (laughs) of opportunities, you know what I mean? Um, And I think that a lot of times when people think about abundance and abundance mindset or living an abundant life, they think about these like blissful type experiences and these experiences of like, oh, there's always more than enough and oh my goodness. And like, while that's absolutely true and that's absolutely a form, one form that it can take, another form uh, that has been way more, I'll speak for myself, way more effective in my life is knowing that in those moments when discomfort comes up, I, as I am, my experience in that moment is enough and there's nothing that I need to do about it. I can just feel it and let it be okay that it's there. And that that is a re- that creates a really sustainable experience of abundance because now we're retraining ourselves to know like, I always have what I need. I always have enough. I always am enough. And from that place, any decisions or choices that we make with money or, you know, out in the world are so much more anchored and so much more rooted because they're not coming from this loop. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. And honestly, um, it's, it's so freaking true. Cause I think that, uh, like you said right now that 
people think of abundance as like, you know, I should be happy all day. Things are great. Like this, uh, very unrealistic thing. You know what I mean? And, um, I think that we, not we, but like society or I don't know who the fuck someone is out here (laughs) making it seem like, you know, when you're not in your best of moods that like shits off everything. I mean, like it's, 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 you know, you're not actually, yeah, like it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy you made that, uh, that point. Cause it, it's not the case, you know, at all. And I think, um, yeah, so strong. We said like that you are enough and you, you have yeah. all the answers. You're not lacking anything. You know what I mean? And make yeah. decisions from there. It's just way more powerful. I love that. Totally. I love yeah. That. It's something that I've noticed within my life. Cause this, it's an ongoing practice, you know, right. and like, it's an ongoing practice forever y'all just so y'all know (laughs) yeah 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 um but something that I've noticed as I keep playing with this this practice because I mean life keeps bringing us uncomfortable things you know right is that I've found myself at a in a this like cool interesting new place that I've my consciousness has never been hanging out before (laughs) before this and I'm like this is a cool space where like both pain and beauty can exist at the same time. And like mm. that, that they can coexist in a way that they couldn't before when I was chasing this like blissful abundance, mm. you know, ironically, when I was chasing the blissful abundance was when I had the material, like I had built up all this material, you know, quote unquote abundance, but didn't feel it. You know, right. I couldn't let it into my heart. I didn't feel it. And the moments when I'm able to like the, this is kind of, I'm going to do my best to put words about to this, but like, it's kind of like trying to put words to psychedelic experience is kind of hard. Girl, <laughs> that shit is so hard. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's like in those moments where discomfort is there and beauty is there at the same time. And one isn't being cut out or cut away from the other those are the moments when I feel the most true rooted, sustainable, honest abundance, mm-hmm. you know, because everything is there. Nothing is being cut out because it's like not good enough for that moment. All mm-hmm. of it's allowed to be there. And that to me feels like really like true, honest, sustainable abundance. I love that. And, you know, honestly, thank you for sharing that. Cause, um, I, I relate to that. I'm currently in that place myself where I'm learning how to like live with both and be like well this is what we have today wonderful and just <laughs> just keep it going yeah. you know because end of the day it's like um it's like you said like they could coexist and it doesn't have to be like a dramatic uh black or white situation yeah because you know we're not that like humans we're not that we we're you know we fucking fluctuate all day so um yeah. so i love that you, i love that you shared that i love that you shared that oh, so, okay so when it comes to that so Oh, it's juicy. So how does that link to money per se? How, mm. do, how does that feeling in that energy, how to, um, it's getting comfortable in that sense and that new definition of abundance. How does that link to money? Yeah. Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. That's a great question. Um, you know, it, we can take that same conversation about like both existing the pain and the beauty and almost like overlay that on top of money because money, the way that I, Again, I, I take kind of a trippy <laughs> ceremonial approach to money, um, but the way that I view money is like as a as a substrate that we can kind of pattern anything onto. You hear people mm-hmm. say like money's neutral, and that doesn't quite like that idea doesn't quite hit home with me because 
it's not neutral until we deep pattern all the stuff that's already layered on top of it. You know, like to say money's neutral to someone who has experienced like some pretty significant trauma around money is just like not acknowledging the whole thing. (laughs) Right. right. It really is. It's like, "Eh, I don't think it really is, but it, in the, it is neutral in the sense that like it can, it has no preference and we can, as humans program anything on top of it, you know? Mm, Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it kind of like the brain actually, you know, the brain, if we learn from an early age that, um, or maybe training puppies is a good example. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's (laughs) ever trained puppies, but if a puppy goes through a fear period and they happen, it happens to be 4th of July when they're going through their fear period and there's like fireworks everywhere. And they're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Their brain that was previously neutral now has this connection. That's like fireworks are scary. Right. Right. Um, whereas another puppy who maybe, you know, fireworks were happening while they were like, I don't know, getting cheese to the face. So they're like, fireworks are great. So (laughs) money is the same way. It can be programmed just like our brains, um, in the, in the same way, right. Where if we had an experience and we'll all tie all this back to abundance in a second, but when we had an experience when we were younger about like, um, you know, seeing money and, and abusive power right? Mm. Then that's going to, we're going to link those two things together. We're going to link money with abusive power in our brain. Right. And that's going to, that's going to be how it's programmed. Right. So um, when I think about this conversation around abundance and like letting it all exist all at the same time and letting that be beautiful, being, you know, at, I was going to say at peace, but like having compassion maybe is a better way to say it. Having compassion for all of the things that we might have programmed into us around money, you know, and Mm. all of the things that we, our psyche maybe has kind of like laid on top of, of money. Um, The good and the bad, you know, the beautiful and the painful, letting it all be witnessed because a lot of the money mindset work that I, you know, was exposed to early on in my entrepreneurial journey was kind of preferentially, you know, skewed the, like tended to label like good money beliefs and then bad limiting money beliefs. And Mm, really, yeah. yeah, really seeing it all as like, this is my current relationship with money. Like here's where I am in my relationship with money. It all gets to be here. It's all serving some purpose. None of it's bad. Some of it might not be, not might not feel good. It might have pain with, you know, embedded into it, but none of it's bad. And can I look at the whole thing and know that the whole thing is just right for right now? Right. I love how you said that because legit, um, Oh, so much there. Okay. I love that you know. Yeah. Cause the puppy example was wonderful. Cause it, it's really, <laughs> yeah, no, cause literally that's what happens in life. You know, that's how you kind of like, like program. And that's how you start relating to things, right. Based on the experience you had with it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's true. And I think that I love that you said that, um, there's no good or bad, right. Cause for sure there that's, that's even like, yeah, when you read any like money book, it tells you like, Hey, living beliefs and like good ones. And, and, you know, like, it's good to be aware of them. Right. But to categorize them as bad is a whole different story. Now we're adding a whole other label, you know, right. (laughs) It's a whole other label. So it's like, you know, so I love that you said that. Um, so I guess how, how can someone, or like, how can I, um, 
I guess, become aware of what I currently have with money. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. This is a fun one. (laughs) Um, you know, I think that a lot of the times we can be like, we can kind of play with ourselves and be like, Oh, I'm not sure what my money things are, but it's oftentimes the things that we don't, we just don't want to look at. And there's, and importantly, there's no shame in this, right? Right. Because I love I said that. Yeah. 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 We don't want to look at it for good reason. Like there's a valid reason that we haven't touched that, like poked that bear yet. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, and, and so acknowledging, like, I, I'll oftentimes encourage people to like, almost like baby step their way into poking the bear. Cause we mm. generally know, you know, what, what it is that we feel like we have so much funk around money with. And, and I, I'll speak for myself, uh, maybe instead of making this a general rule for everybody, but <laughs> for myself, I know that when I was in the place where I was like, really like, I just don't get what my limiting beliefs are. Like, why am I not? Da, 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 da. I also knew at the same time that I didn't want to look at my numbers. I didn't want to touch my numbers with a 10 foot pole, like my mm. business numbers, you know? And, and mm. I didn't want to have anything to do with like taxes. And there was like so much that I was like, yeah, okay. Get, bring me any other money problem, except that one. <laughs> I hate <laughs> that one. I don't want to do that one. That one's not aligned. So, <laughs> um, you know, that is a pretty clear indicator that there's probably a lot of juice in there that's ripe for, you know, the processing and ripe for, you know, a transformation. But sometimes, like I was saying, it's it's in there and it's kind of buried away for good reason. And we can baby step our way towards it. We don't have to immediately dive right back into whatever is there that is so uncomfortable right out of the gate. You know, we can maybe just like using that example of numbers, okay. sitting with numbers. If that feels like so overwhelming to someone, then maybe step it back and be like, okay, can I at least like acknowledge within my energy field, within myself that I don't want to sit with my numbers. Nope. That feels mm. like too much. Okay. Can I like maybe step it back another baby step and say, all right, I acknowledge that it's too much for me to even acknowledge right now. So I'm going <laughs> to maybe like, you know, do a little bit, uh, set, set aside some time to just hold myself compassionately and let myself know that it's, that I see it and that I see this whole rat's nest and mm-hmm. it's okay that I'm not ready to go there yet, but like keep stepping it back until we can find the baby step forward that we can take that we do feel safe taking, you know, maybe it's like, yeah, yeah. I, we get so hard on ourselves as humans where it's like, I got to dive in, fix the whole mountain of problems right now today when it's really, that can keep us stuck forever. Right. I mean, cause that sounds, you know, it sounds super overwhelming if if you make it like that, you know, it's almost like, yeah, it's like you said, like those things that we don't want to confront, like there's a reason. And I think that like, I think money is one of those things that it's like, you could really create like a crazy idea of like this bear per se, right? Like this bear can be vicious and crazy. And I mean, based on a bunch of stuff. So I think um, the bigger you make it, like the more overwhelmed you get, the more you don't want to face it, the more it's just kind of like, you know, whatever. Um, So yeah, I totally see that. And I think that um, that's a really good example because, you know, it it all comes down to becoming more self-aware, you know? And like in this aspect, but just, I think it goes like for everything, you know, like the more self-aware you are, it kind of like gets to really see where you're at. Like, 
it helps you find that baby step forward, you know? Yeah. I love and that. self-loving and self-loving, you know, because like it, it, it feels like those two are PB and J, you know, that we yeah. can, as we cultivate more self-awareness, we can't help but love that part of ourselves a little bit more because it's like, oh fuck, like you've been so scared of this for a good reason, you know, or like, right. man, I've really been like beating myself up and, and really, I just needed to love myself <laughs> right, right, right. and, and like loving ourselves the whole way through it, because that's the, you know, it, I I'm thinking like, if we were to say that someone was in a situation where they didn't want to look at their numbers in business or, mm-hmm. or their bank account or whatever it was, the, if we beat ourselves up on the path to looking at it, you know, then yeah. it's the same, we're recreating the same, you know, funk that made us not want to look at it in the first place <laughs> no actually that's a really Rather, good point that's because i feel yeah. like that's also like i love that because i don't think it's talked about often honestly oh, i'm sorry i need to plug in my oh i need to plug oh. in too that's <laughs> okay cool um no yeah that honestly i think that goes for everything that's just like money i think that even the approach you take like almost being aware of the approach you know and it coming from a loving place versus like the same energy of uh aggressiveness and, and, you know, almost like, yeah, just aggressiveness, you know, and like, hate yeah. so I love you mentioned that. And I think that, um, so one question I wanted to ask you was how like our subconscious, I guess, mind or yeah. How does that play a role into like how we, I guess, cheer ourselves with money or I guess it's all part of the consumerism thing too. This is all so interlinked. Yeah. Like, like, like it's really hard to ask about one thing because it's also like, you know what I mean? Like it's also like warped up. Like it's crazy. So now what? Right. So like how can I make space um for the things or you know, the feelings of abundance that I want to feel? Like, how do I make space for that now? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's such a beautiful question. Um you know, I I might sound like a little bit like a broken record, but sitting, <laughs> going back to what we were saying around like sitting with the discomfort as it comes up is honestly one of the best ways to begin to make space for all of that. Because okay. in, in a couple different ways, number one, it begins to, you know, kind of retrain our, our brain and, and our body to know that like this experience is safe. This experience is like a normal natural part of being a human when discomfort mm. comes up, it's just a thing, um, which can begin to like, from a, a bit of a psychological perspective starts to help us be like, Oh yeah, I don't actually like need uh, things outside of me as much as I thought. So there mm. is a very like tangible outcome of that, which is we don't impulse buy as much. Right. <laughs> and we literally right. don't like, we don't end up, we become more um, conscious and aware of our decisions with money, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not for, and like, and, and it's fun. Like I used to hear that phrase back in the day and be like, Oh, that sounds like boring <laughs> and terrible, <laughs> but it actually becomes a really fulfilling and rewarding thing because really money, when we move money in the world, we we're moving energy and resource towards the world that we want to build. So the more that we're able to sit with our discomfort as it comes up, the more we're able to consciously make decisions about how we move money in the world, how we spend money, what we spend it on and why, rather than being stuck in that like impulse, like you were saying, compulsive loop. 
Right. And right. yeah. And then it becomes, then our relationship with money becomes a really fulfilling thing because we can start to see it as like, oh, this is a tool that I can use to build the world that I want to live in, you know? Right. And that can really start to create a lot of space and energy and momentum in generating more abundance and more wealth and more money because now we are on kind of on a roll where it's like oh I really genuinely enjoy all aspects of being in relationship with money because I see it not as this thing that I need to get and spend to fulfill these this like consumerism craving but I see it as a tool that I can generate and then use to build the world that I want to see you know yeah. And that is like, whew, talk about like aligning with money. You know what I mean? Right, now it's not right. just like, oh, I want to align with the feelings of being on a yacht and driving a Tesla X. And like, you guys can't see me. I'm doing lots of hand motion. <laughs> but <laughs> when we tap into like, oh, this is actually why I want money. This is actually where I want to move it. And like, this is how I want to align it with not my, like not society's values or like right. society's this like consumerism loop that I've been absorbing, you know, but how I want to move it in alignment with my values, Mm. you know, that sitting with the discomfort creates space for us to have that awareness where it's like, am I moving money and working with money right now in a way that's in alignment with how I want the world to be right. Mm. And yeah, as soon as we're able to start making more money decisions from that place of like, this is me moving money towards the world that I want to build. It is, shit gets real fun. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think that, you know, that's one thing that uh, me and my partner, right? We always talk about that, how like, um, we're just trying to shift that perspective with money of seeing it as like, just a thing to get something versus a powerful like companion almost to build the word you want to build and, and, you know, make changes and, and help and, and, and love. It's just like, a you know, we get to amplify yeah things, you know what I mean? And starting to view it from that way. Cause when you view it that way, it it's, it's actually really exciting. Yeah. You know, it's really exciting. And it's like, Oh shit. Like what can I not do? You know? And, and it's, it's really fun. And I think I love that. So, so you're saying just so I could like fully whatever recap. So sit with the the uncomfortable emotions and kind of just like not like self-analyze a little bit would you say that's safe thing to do like self-analyze or like like literally just feel like just just feel feel. your body and let them be okay (laughs) let it be okay okay. yeah it's such a practice to let it be okay you know right i mean even the fact that i'm looking for something is me being right oof caught sam <laughs> we all do it. We literally all do it. I love that. No, it's, it's true. It's true. It's crazy. Holy fuck. I love that. Okay. Okay. So, I obviously, in your experience, tell us how, as you started, uh, I guess, applying these approaches and all that stuff, how has that changed your relationship with yourself and with your health and your well being and all that stuff? Oh, fuck. How is <laughs> it not? How is it not? I mean, the, the thing that pops out the most is mental health. You know, that's like the mm. first thing that I think of is, is mental health. Um, 
because I'm no longer beating myself up as much feeling like it's like we were saying earlier that it's wrong if there's discomfort and that I'm doing something wrong and that I need to fix it. And that, da, 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 da. you know, like that narrative has really taken a back seat. It hasn't disappeared because like, hi, human, but right. it's <laughs> taken a back seat, you know, and it, it, I no longer buy into it or believe it as much mm. and like put weight behind it. And that has done wonders for my, my mental health mm. <laughs> first yeah. and foremost. Um, but also, I mean, that same practice of like creating that spaciousness in our money choices, like we were just saying, you know, it can't help but bleed out into all of our other choices, choices around like consumption in all its forms, whether Mm -hmm. it's like food consumption or content consumption and like consumption on social media and stuff like that, which all feed into, you know, a very holistic sense of physical health and mental health and emotional health, where it's like cultivating that spaciousness around choices. If we can do it with money, we can do it with like lots of other things because that's such a charged topic. Um, And it makes it easier to do it with food and with um, like movement and, you know, all these other choice points that we experience as humans. You know, when you put it with that perspective of um, the relationship you have with food and the overconsumption of food sometimes and all that stuff, like it really does give it a great perspective, you know, because um, it's kind of like in a way, um, like as a coach, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they naturally tend to overconsume food, right? Sake of habit or suppressing emotions or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? And I think it's the same thing with money. You know, it's like the same exact thing where it's kind of like, yeah, it's actually like if you just start analyzing it and then kind of like seeing what you want and actually seeing what you want to build with it, it kind of just, you know, changes the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And and like not just on a personal level, but on a on a collective level as well, you know, it's like the choices that I make with food and how that impacts my body and the body that I want to live in, the home I want to live in. But then also like, you know, how is that food sourced? Where did it come from? You know, how was it grown? How was it, if it's meat, how was it raised? Right, and like right. these choices also having a ripple effect in, in, in the exact same way as like the way that we move money, the way that we move our, our food choices has an impact too. So I love that. I love that. So if you can leave us with a takeaway or your biggest like tip, you're in an elevator. Someone says, Hey, help me. Give me one tip. What do you say? <laughs> Feel the pain. But, but I would say it's real it's shit like, though. Yeah. And, you know? and to, exp- you know, kind of like expand that one little like sentence is like, <laughs> feel the pain and the beauty at the mm, same time. I love that. Okay. <laughs> a little, it's a little less dark, I know, but you're right because they, they both exist. You know, they both. They're exist, both so. there. Yeah, yeah, They're I love that. There. I love that. Okay, so I always ask people to come on my podcast two questions for um, personal questions. So don't get uh, you know, whatever. But if you can have <laughs> one meal forever, like Caroline can eat this dinner forever, what is that meal? Mm. Okay, I have my taste buds answering, and then I also have my like understanding of nutrient content. Answer, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the taste buds answer um, <laughs> so the, because like, it's delicious. The taste buds answer is um, there's this like Epicurious 
recipe that's like <laughs> super specific. It's like fennel, arugula, um, pasta, spicy andouille sausage, red uh, red onion, like Ooh. all together. Like you bake the, it's so good. You bake the fennel, the red onion, and the sausage all together. So they like all meld and they're like flavors. Oh, can you sell us this recipe? Yeah, we okay, can in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you toss it with like lemon juice, lemon zest, olive oil. So it's like a simple, Ooh. but like so satisfying and so delicious. It's not so fresh. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Really Oof. Good. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. So definitely send me that. I'll put it in the show notes, guys. So you can check yeah. it out. Um, even though I'm a plant based podcast, but whatever. This sounds delicious. So you can use like, you know, you can use like meat alternatives. Yeah. If you want to. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then last thing is um, if you could hear one song or like favorite song. So Caroline woke up today and she's in a little funk. She got put a song on to feel, you know, sexy and good and all that stuff. What is this song? Oh man. Okay. The first one that popped up in my head is The Joy by M and O. I've never heard this. I'll link it as well in the show notes. Okay. That's like your song. It's like a jam. It's got, well, it's the one that when you were like saying like to feel like, getting a good vibe like yeah. that's because it's kind of got like a slow build and it you know what it actually perfectly captures what we were talking about that like all of the human experience is in a moment because like it's got this slow build where I think that the song is actually like a girlfriend consoling like a friend consoling her girlfriend about a breakup or something like that mm. and like the whole song is like look at the joy you bring to the world and like look at how amazing you are oh, I love um, this I'm definitely gonna yeah. hear this yeah, it's oh, really well written. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, okay. I'm definitely checking this out. Yeah, I also link it in the channel, like I said. So, um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on to the freaking podcast. Legit, like, even though we had technical issues. Uh, honestly, honestly, thank you so much, Caroline. I appreciate you a lot and you drop a lot of gems. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Your energy is awesome. Like you hold <laughs> such a cool interview space that's like oh, thank you. super relaxing and like, you know, that you can say whatever the fuck. And I just, I really appreciate that. So <laughs> oh. thanks for having me. <laughs>